0: It's time for cubicle insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little bit about that, which we love corporate America. And our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, all kinds of workplaces from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity, shall we?
1: Let's get into it, but I have a question. Oh, yeah. Do our podcasts only uh, pertain to corporate America?
0: Kim, you know what? You ask me this all the time. Do I have to keep repeating myself? (laughs) I'm just trying to be clear. Yeah. You know what? To be fair to all of our listeners, well, okay, so I'll I'll be, okay, this is a serious question. I'm going to take this very serious. Um... I was going to say it applies really to any place you work. So, like, if you work at McDonald's, which Kim, you used to, I think a lot of things we talk about could still apply if you Mm -hmm. work at McDonald's. Um, It could apply if you're in corporate America because that's where Kim and I are. Um, But then I was going to say I've never worked for the government, but I can only imagine they've got this. They run into the same bad bosses, the same bad cultures Mm -hmm. um or wonderful the highly engaged employees right so i'm sure it applies there as well what about volunteer organizations oh that
1: okay well let's evaluate um the reason why i ask is i know somebody that volunteers and they have some of this insanity in their organization
0: well okay so if we take it up a level we're really just talking about people in relationships Yeah. But the other thing, the other reason why I
1: ask is
0: a lot of our listeners are also from outside of the U.S. Right. People in relationships. It's going to apply. Now, I would think with volunteers now, I've not worked, like, so are you thinking like nonprofit and, you know, going down that sort of Mm -hmm. genre? I've not worked. And so I don't know that they use the same terminology as we do, but I'm sure that the same types of things are happening. Exactly. So our you might have to translate terminology. Yeah. Cause yeah. we'll use we'll use ours.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is that fair? Just clarifying for our
0: listeners. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for your thoroughness and your, your empathy. And your high emotional IQ, EQ. Um, okay, so today we're getting into performance review season for a lot of organizations. Uh how about we talk about performance reviews? What say you?
1: Least favorite activities as an employee, but it's one of my favorite activities as a manager.
0: Okay. <laughs> How's that for some insanity? Wow. Okay, that's totally insane. Cause um I honestly, performance reviews just saying it out loud makes me cringe. As Because I think of it as the formal. So as an employee, hate. As a manager, hate. Really? Yeah. Because it's the whole, would it be correct to use the word bureaucracy here? Of fill this thing out, click here, do that, do it by this time. Yeah, that part I don't really like. Like the going out for lunch and saying, oh my gosh, thanks for all of your hard work. Because I love to do them over lunch. Good or bad. Um, oh, no. Mm-mm. You don't? Oh, no. Mm-mm. I, I like to take it out of the office. Like, let's not sit in a conference room. Really? No. Okay, we're not even on track here. Oh, and we're already way off the rails. Really, you don't. I like to, uh, and I appreciate that when my, like, if I'm getting a review, like, let's get off-site. I don't want people walking by and looking in the room going, oh, look at they're having a review in there. Mm-hmm. I like to go off-site. Have a little lunch. Mm-mm. A little Snacky snack. No. no. Really?
1: This is somebody's performance yeah. and it's it should be both positive and constructive. Yes, I agree. But if you're constantly being interrupted by like a weight staff, it becomes a very disjointed
0: conversation. Oh. Okay, well nobody ever said no to me. Well, that's because you're the boss. <laughs> And you're holding their performance
1: review in their hands. Well, and
0: also, I I feel like I could 100% guarantee that there were no surprises. Yeah, so that's that's different, right? So if we were going to review maybe some constructive criticism, or you know, now knowing what you know, how would you handle that differently type of talk? It's not uncomfortable, defensive, awkward because we've already talked about it. Yeah. And so if if I bring it up again, it's only to say you know what, let's, let's, <laughs> okay, so before we started, we used this word, so I'm going to use it right now just to make you laugh. Um, You know what, let's use this opportunity as a gift I to, <laughs> to I review. Hate that.
1: I hate that phrase. <laughs> uh,
0: to review, like, the things that happened, and, you know, if there was something that maybe didn't go so well, you know, like, have you reflected? How yeah. would you do that differently? Let's not talk about the past. I don't want to dwell on it. Yeah. I want to make sure that you, you know, the outcome is ultimately positive and, and that you've learned about it. So if, yeah. if we're having it over lunch and typically I will say this if you pull out some paperwork and the wait staff does over here a little bit, they'll leave you alone because they, they're like, oh wow, they're doing this in public.
1: Yeah. I, I just I just think it's too disruptive. I'm as so glad employee. I didn't
0: work for you. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten my lunch out of it.
1: But <laughs> I didn't work for you. <laughs> Hey, what are you throwing them back at lunch? You know, like, hey, I have a double martini. Oh, well,
0: I mean, sometimes we probably should have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, but no, I uh, no, I think it's. Um,
0: you like to it, go in a conference room. Well, or? if it
1: is a true formal performance review, yeah, I think it should be done in a business setting and taken very serious, <laughs> because it's impacting somebody's career.
0: Does lunch make it less serious?
1: Uh, I think it makes it more casual. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it just takes. I just think, in my personal opinion is, I think it takes away from, from the conversation.
0: Really? If I ever had mine in an office, my boss didn't take me out for lunch. I felt like I got gypped.
1: Because you know, like some restaurants have music going.
0: <laughs> and you're like, oh, hey, there's a really cool song. I'm gonna, like listening
1: to what this pain in the ass manager has to say, and I, I just, I think there's just too many distractions. Okay,
0: interesting. Well, I don't have to give him anymore. Yeah, okay. And I get him over the phone now, so, oh. so okay. and I, I'm chipped out of all my lunches now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back, back on track. Here we go. I'm sure it'll come up again, though. Yeah, lunches are too casual. I get it. Okay, noted. Um, there's an article. It was actually very recently in the U.S. News and World Report called "How to Master Performance Reviews." Good. This should maybe be given to uh, new hires, huh?
1: That and new managers. Mandatory reading. <laughs> Mandatory
0: reading. <laughs> yep. With a little uh, acknowledgement paper on the back that they've designed that they read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So it starts, uh, the, the whole article, the f- like sort of subtitle, is that what it's called? hmm it says, express gratitude for any kind of feedback you receive. Because it presents opportunities to improve. Agree. I feel like that's a nice, at least mindset. Whether it's verbal, whatever, but a good mindset to go into these kinds of things with.
1: Provided the opportunity to improve is constructive.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, qualifiers that could be put on that yeah, statement. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, okay, so the article kind of talks about um, some different types of reviews, but also, you know, what to kind of be uh, thinking about as you master that review. So um, the the thing they start with, and, and I thought was very key, and I feel like I, somewhere in the beginning of my career, someone must have set this in my mind, because I've always, I've really always done it to some degree. Um, and that is that you should prepare um, throughout the entire year for your review. So you should be tracking all the things you're working on, what those achievements are. Um, I don't think it's bad to throw in a few lessons learned. you know, like maybe you know you're you're working on something, something goes a little awry. What did you learn? I think that shows if you can then approach your manager with that information, They're going to view you um, as taking initiative and being, uh, you know, thoughtful about those things instead of not talking about them at all, like trying to avoid it. Everyone knows maybe something went awry. So throughout the year, be tracking that. Is that something you do? Um, No, I didn't for the longest time. And um,
1: I think that's why I always hated performance reviews as the employee. Yeah. Because I trusted the manager to remember the year. Yeah. Big mistake. Uh, yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> and um, uh, so I finally come to the realization that I have to manage my manager and my performance review. Yeah. And so what I try to do is like on a Friday kind of go back and reflect on the week. Because what I found is if I try to do it like at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, you get real busy. Whereas if you do it weekly and take like five minutes it's it's only five minutes versus maybe an hour of sitting and thinking what did i do this month what did i do for the quarter Mm -hmm. so forth and so on so it's um i'd recommend doing it weekly
0: yeah that quarterly is definitely way too long yeah i well at least in the in the type of jobs i've mostly had they're a little bit project oriented a little bit or there's definite themes Mm -hmm. and so i keep a running document yeah and like so at the beginning of the year the document has the goals in it. Yep. And then I just sort of keep a running tally of all the things that happen with that particular project or you yeah. know, that theme. Yeah. Um, probably not weekly, but quarterly is definitely you can't remember. Yeah, then you have to like go through all of your old emails, like right. what happened? Yeah. What did we do? Um so I, I totally agree. Um, okay, so the advice, how do you master this? <laughs> this is a good starting point and uh and that's find out exactly how you'll be evaluated which i never really thought of yeah in that in that way but it's true you have to know what um so like do you set goals at the beginning of year and you're measured against those goals is it um you know like are there other um things that you're being measured against how often is this happening all of that so you have to know what's happening
1: yeah, to and start. I, th- I think companies in general are better at that now to tell you up front. It's what you do plus how you do it, for example, equals yep. your performance rating or it is what results you deliver against the goals that are set at the beginning of the year. Yep. What I always found tricky was when it was one of those reviews where it was set at the beginning of the year, you couldn't change it throughout the year, but one – like a project might have been stopped or the department that you were working for got reorganized, but you're stuck with your goals. And at the end of the year, they're like, well, you didn't meet your
0: goals. Well, yeah, that's not fair.
1: That That's why, again, as an employee, I hated like a mm-hmm. pure performance review if it wasn't from a process that was flexible and, and adaptable. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, okay, so I know we're going to get yeah, into this, yeah. but I think that also companies are better about making it a little bit more adaptable and flexible where yeah. it did used to be. I remember like you'd set goals at the beginning of the year, even a month in, they were obsolete. Yeah. Enough had changed and it was yeah. like, and then you get to the performance review. The manager doesn't know what to do. You don't know what to do because the process was you set them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, right. and that is frustrating. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, okay, so um, there's kind of two uh, two focuses here of of sort of figuring out how you're going to be evaluated. That's the annual performance review. Um, then there's the continuous conversations. So continuous mm. conversations being sort of that newer approach. Yeah. But in the annual performance reviews, <clears throat> the article talks about there's a couple even different ways within that of how you could be evaluated. So it could be that um, you're using some sort of ratings, the, you know, uh, exceeds expectations, meets expectations, below expectations, or whatever the crazy words are. Um, And with an HR background, the way those words get evaluated. Yeah.
1: So I might think that Suzy Q is development need, and you might think Suzy Q is role model. Yeah. Just extreme, because... Just because of how, I mean, that's kind of extreme, but more towards the center, like, you know, meets expectations, mm-hmm. and you may think, oh, no, Suzy Cube really has exceeded expectations. It is. It's about the personal interpretation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. N- not great, but it's happened. Um, and then there's the talk about um, having uh, forced rankings as well, so meaning... Basically, like a laddering, even of, uh, you know, number one goes to who we think the best performer is, down to you know how many people are in the department, down yeah. to twenty, twenty being the worst. Um, and so I have worked in that situation, and you know, every year then the bottom ten percent, bye bye. Yep, up or out. Which I always thought was so harsh because those bottom performers, okay, yeah, they're number nineteen and twenty, but they were still doing value add. Good work. I wouldn't say they're, you know, so that was always harsh, I thought.
1: Yeah. And I think, yes, I agree. I've uh, been part of an organization that has done that. And I never understood that because, like, if you came in, say, in July and at the end of the year you did the performance review, well, you're there kind of past that. You're there longer than the last quarter so that, you know, yep, you so didn't get in. Count, count it as, hey, new too new to rate or something like that. But you're not fully contributing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you are going to be ranked lower, yeah. most likely.
0: Or they're lenient and they bump you up and then somebody who's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, force rankings, I don't think those are as common anymore. It's been a number of years since I was in an organization that that did that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if, um, for some reason in my mind, like I think like government agencies still do that. But I don't know that to be true.
0: Yeah, I don't know either.
1: We have to ask one of our friends that works in government agencies. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let us know. We're not sure. Um, So, so one of the interesting things they talk about with these annual performance reviews is that in some uh, organizations, employees have the opportunity to do a self-assessment as sort of that first step. And uh, in the article, it even says and influence how their managers evaluate them. Yeah, really. And so, if you're keeping your list of notes throughout the year of your achievements your self eval becomes a little bit easier now i remember the first organization i worked at we had to do self-evaluations mm-hmm. and well first of all I, I never had a I mean i didn't even know what a performance review like i didn't know what the expectations yeah. i didn't to the point of this article yeah. i didn't know the expectations i didn't know any of it and i had to write my own self-assessment it made me angry like are Why am I telling you what I did? Aren't you watching what I did? You're my boss. Like, shouldn't you? So see, you trusted the manager. I did. Shouldn't you whatever? And so I write this evaluation and I'm pissed off about it. And then to make things worse, the manager, we, you know, we had a system that we used. So I typed in my evaluation. The manager did not even type in any additional comments, just agreed with whatever I said Mm -hmm. and hit done. I was hurt. Yeah. Uh, either you did such a great job, or
1: they didn't really
0: think about it. Think about
1: it and put the effort into mm-hmm. um, even challenging you or discussing it with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, or just even putting their own thought, good yeah. or bad, in there. Yep. So I've I've done so many self assessments, and I think I got to the point where I, I stopped hating them so much because okay, if that's what you're gonna do, manager. Yeah well, I'm really going to tell you all the great things I did right, in this right. self-assessment and, and use it to influence them. So if you're not going to take the time
1: yeah.
0: to a time and effort to put into this, which is, again, why it's a completely flawed process, but if you're not going to, well, I'm going to talk myself up and – Self-promotion. Then you try to – you know, then yeah. you it's up to you yeah. to, to go in and yeah. add your own commentary, yeah. you know. But um, as a manager who
1: cares about this process – what did you do when you would get a self assessment that basically said, "Oh, I'm the greatest thing that you've ever
0: hired, and I'm just a rock star"? And I never got one like that. Really? I would have to say, at, when I as a manager, when when the people who worked for me did self assessments, they were so humble, they understated, and yeah. so I did have to, and I would tell them, "You make me so angry. Like if you would write a decent self assessment, then I wouldn't have to do anything. But yeah. now I have to go in and." Right, how yeah. great you did on this particular thing yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, so I actually did read it and comment on every, yeah. even if they wrote it, at, which I agreed, like, yes, exactly. I would still, you know, write in there, you know, my own, n- not like 17 sentences, maybe one or two, but my own take on that yeah. same type of thing, mostly because <laughs> I had too many self-assessments just accepted. That when they did add a sentence in there, whether it was to take me down a notch from what I wrote or, you know, agree with me or take me up, I appreciated actually seeing those words. Because sometimes when you're in this annual review process, you're only getting the feedback once a year, depending on the type of manager. Now, I wasn't that type of manager, but it felt so good to see in their own words, whatever it was they were saying. Like, I actually knew then what they were thinking.
1: Yeah. I used to get one from one employee. That like if, uh, I'll make up the example, but like if they had to get like, um, I don't know, $100,000 in cost reduction each year and that was the goal, like they would get like maybe $101,000 in cost reduction and you would have thought that they created the world and, <laughs> and if they got like ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight dollars in cost reduction I mean either way you round it and it's a hundred thousand right right but even if they missed it by two they still walked on water they were the greatest thing that the company ever hired oh really they were quite entertaining and so how did you handle it versus being like okay hey the goal was you Mm -hmm. know and I met it it. I met Mm -hmm. it um here's some of the effort I put into it to get there yeah okay I'll give you credit for your effort. Yeah, oh, right. for sure. If it, there were some extraordinary things, mm-hmm. commodity prices dropped or whatever, but yeah. you still blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh,
0: the first time I got it, I was just like, I was like, are you kidding me? And do you, th- okay, so did they do that like a little bit of like, okay, well, just in case they, they're not going to take yeah, the time right. to do anything, I'm going to talk right. this up a little bit. Yeah. Like, were they, did they really
1: think that highly or... Well, this particular person really thought that they really did walk on water, and I'm like, Susie Q, it doesn't work this way. Like, you know, you met, and and I appreciate the creativity, but how about taking another shot at this because I don't quite see it the
0: same way. Yeah. Oh, is that is that how you approached it? Like yeah. You made them rewrite. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know that I would make them rewrite it. I think I would just write my own story.
1: I didn't because then there were two disparate views, right? The employee thought, hey, I walk on water. Yeah. You write more of a realistic one. Yeah. They show it to their colleagues. Like, see, the manager thinks they suck and whatever. How about let's have a conversation. <laughs> Here's my
0: thoughts. Yeah. How about
1: you go give this a second rewrite?
0: Oh, so you'd have the conversation and then do a rewrite. I'd give them a
1: framework of what I was thinking. Okay, okay. And have them rewrite theirs in the meantime I'm writing up mine. And, and how did they react? Uh a couple of times Suzy Q wasn't too thrilled with with having to do rework, yeah. but Uh, Over the course of time, Susie Q wound up writing some of the best self-assessments and went on to be a manager who wrote some of the best uh, reviews. And it's not because of.
0: Was gonna say, are you bragging?
1: No, 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 no. (laughs) It's like it kind of clicked. Like, hey, you gotta focus on like the realistic part. Yeah. Brag about what you did extraordinary, Mm -hmm. and then be realistic about what you still need to you know what, what you missed on as well yeah if you missed
0: I had I had one now that you're saying this early on in my career I had this one manager and again at the time I don't know that I agreed or liked any of it but he was big on you know even if you meet or exceed your goal and again he was very black and white you know what I mean like if you Met the goal, you met the goal. But if you exceeded it, then you exceeded it. Like, to him, it was very black and white. If you didn't meet it, you didn't meet it. But he was very big on no matter how you rated yourself, how you achieved against that goal, you could still improve. And so every in in the self-assessment against each goal, you still had to have an improvement point.
1: Hmm. I don't know that I'm in favor of that.
0: I don't know that I am either. I like the thought process. It was a good discussion. Yeah. I don't know that I liked it written in there. And yeah. with his black and white writing, I always felt like it, when he would put something in, like some sort of, you know, yeah, uh, opportunity or development um, to that particular goal, I always felt like it was written. It sort of, it was that, you know, like, oh, you did a really great job, but.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then everything else. So I always felt like it, if anyone read that, you missed the part that I actually right. met or exceeded that goal. Yep. Because
1: people will have a tendency, typically people have a tendency to focus on the negative.
0: Yeah. And so I get it. have that conversation and those were some of our best conversations. Yeah. But don't put it Yeah, in there.
1: Yep. Okay, we got off okay. of tra- track.
0: Yeah. Okay, keep going. Um, okay, so we're talking about self-assessments. Um, so the, uh, so that's kind of our annual performance review. Yeah. Then, of course, that, you know, input in those type of processes usually is quickly followed by like a merit process. You yeah. take that rating or that ranking, you know, you put it through this recommendation yeah. and out you come, annual process. So the newer, I would say, I mean, this is the last couple of years probably, this probably the last idea five years, yeah. of continuous conversations. Which, by the way, even with an annual performance review cycle, you should be. (laughs) Yes. You should be talking.
1: Yes. Sit down once a month, even if it's in your one-on-ones. Right. At least have five minutes out of a 30-minute one-on-one to talk about
0: something performance-wise. Yeah. I um, I had a boss recently, in the recent past, that... I think we had one-on-one scheduled weekly, maybe just like 30-minute one-on-ones or something like this. Um, But the last one of the month, um, so let's say every Monday we met for 30 minutes. The last Monday of the month um, was specifically called, like, uh, career and performance. Yeah. And so we didn't talk about, like, the regular day-to-day stuff, but it was more about... um, You know uh, some feedback performance making sure we worked those ongoing conversations in and then also career like okay so you know you know maybe something came up like oh i'm i saw this position posted you know whatever and and talk about things like that so that was i mean of course sometimes just because of urgency you have to talk about other stuff too right but it was nice that it was at least thought of and yeah it yeah. was you know like it was gonna happen
1: yeah you know that's that's the one thing like I would say if you have an annual performance process that's the thing I that's the, the main reason why I as an employee typically despise it when I would trust the manager mm-hmm. to remember like what went on in the year until I started making my own notes but if you don't sit down on a monthly basis and at least kind of do a recap sometimes it's a bad surprise at the end of the year
0: that just makes me angry. Yeah. Like, why Why save it? Right. And, you know, I remember one time, so being in HR and, you know, talking with managers about what they have to do, what this process looks like and whatever. And one manager said to me, let's say they had, I mean, it wasn't even that crazy of a number. Let's say they had eight people reporting to them. Yeah. You mean you want me to talk to all eight of them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, um... That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought that was, like, ridiculous that even once a month they'd have to talk to all eight people. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. And do you realize you just said that in front of a room full of people? Out yeah. loud. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so <laughs> continuous conversations. So this is the... Um, idea of taking away that sort of like annual process, but making it like I was just saying that the monthly checkpoint on performance and career discussions. And I, I I believe that most organizations who are doing this, the thought is that the managers are not, it's not just this formal feedback. I'm just going to give you feedback on last year's goals, but it's going to become more of a, a coaching and mentoring type of session. Because you're having these ongoing conversations. You're getting to, you know, uh, talk a little bit more about opportunities that are coming up. And, you know, oh, you did a great job on this. How, you know, how about trying this thing? Or what are you interested in doing next? Is there something? Yeah. And you can have these conversations because it's happening more often. I think
1: they're more impactful because they're in the moment.
0: Yes. You, yes. You're not going back three months while you or 12 months or Whatever yeah. we're saying. I Hey, you
1: remember that one meeting where, you know, it's like, oh my God, how many meetings have I had since then? Whereas this, mm-hmm. this type of a, a process is more meaningful, I think, because it's in the moment or very close to the moment. Yes. So it's
0: fresher. Yeah. And if you need to course correct. Yeah. You can. Yeah. And then I, I feel my opinion, and I don't know if this is true yet, because, you know, this is still a newer thing, but. I feel like it's less scary and less harsh.
1: So the last company I was with had this for about three years. Yeah, Yeah, about three years. I actually really liked this process. And it wasn't that it was less harsh. It was, I'll say, more constructive. Okay, that's fair. And again, because it was more in the moment, real-time feedback, not going back 12 months. Or it wasn't like a pro- an annual performance review where the manager is only thinking about the last three months and has forgotten what you did. You yeah, know, the other the be- nine. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed this type of a process.
0: Yeah. I So where I work currently, we have this. So I'm on the employee end of this. And there is, I feel like, because like we were talking about, like if you set your goals at the beginning, so many things change, like those have to evolve. But now for having these more regular conversations, not only do I know, and my manager know, but we stay on the same page about what priorities are, yeah. what needs to change, do we need to, you know, scratch something off and put something new on, yeah. um, and things like that. So it gives us more of a that opportunity even just to stay in tune with each other and I feel like in this process as an employee I have a better understanding of my boss's expectations as well so if we set the goals at the beginning of the year and things are changing they may assume that I am thinking the same way they are and how it affects Mm -hmm. these goals or what the priorities are or things so I like it from that perspective um, as well Um, so the, um, with, with these continuous conversations, as it's called in this particular article, um, they, they do say that, you know, there's sort of a better reaction of employees. I think what would be interesting is, as I just said, like we do still set goals. Now, I have heard of some organizations, and it doesn't talk about this in the article, but they don't necessarily set goals in the same way because they are having these continuous conversations. Mm-hmm. So were you in your experience, did, was there still like specific goals set at the beginning of the year? They
1: weren't called goal, goals. They were called priorities. Okay. So like what are you going to focus on yeah. for the year? So for me, it might have been like um, improve the diversity either by gender or by ethnicity, mm-hmm. of ex client group. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I personally would put in something like measurable, like, hey, we have a 51% right now. I want to get it to 60% yep. and, you know, try to work through that. But I wasn't measured against going from 51 to 60 on that specific objective part. It was more on what actions did you do?
0: Okay. Yeah. So it less on the actual number but still on the achievement. Yeah. Yeah. So I I and I do think that will continue to evolve because the other thing that I've heard um in in other organizations um is it gives them the ability it doesn't say in this article but I, i've heard about it and seen other places it gives them the ability so now we're not just on this one merit cycle or this one promotion cycle but now it there's a little bit more flexibility in employees careers because we're having these more frequent conversations if opportunities do arise they can take action instead of waiting for that yeah. cycle to come around
1: yeah the other thing I, I found with this this way of doing it is um The employee is more engaged in what they're working on because they are setting the priority and thinking about what it is they want to work on versus being told everybody in the department will do X.
0: Yes. And Mm -hmm. it
1: becomes a very tactical thing and just execution, and there's no thinking. I found in this, the, the continuous feedback process is that employees kind of get to think about, yeah, okay, maybe there are some department goals that everybody has to do, fine, but then you can also add in one or two things that energize you, it helps you with your creativity, whatever.
0: Yep. Being innovative to still achieve.
1: And to help the company. Mm -hmm. Like, how does it help the company?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, because I could see that being true, because now, again, you're having more conversations. Right. So if you think about... If you're having these continuous conversations and some you know managers have always been good at one-on-ones and and incorporating some of this into that but now because i know going through the experience myself just to what you're talking about now i have the opportunity to talk to my boss about th- on this particular or have this type of conversation with them and so now i'm offering up you know you know last you know time we talked about this and you know kind of as we went through this month or whatever I think you know here's a couple of ideas that maybe we should be trying you know whatever Mm -hmm. because you're having more conversations open conversations not just one way right so i could totally see that um the one thing that it does say in here that i thought was really interesting and um (laughs) it goes to maybe the lunch thing is just because these conversations feel more casual because you're having them continuously on a more frequent basis than just an annual one it doesn't mean you shouldn't take them as seriously mm-hmm. as the annual, the old uh, yeah. annual one because in a way, so now there's more opportunity for feedback. You, I mean, you and your boss are having these discussions and, you know, it could, you know, also impact some of the, like the maybe calibration type of sessions that managers have right. and things like that. So it's more data points. Yeah, so,
1: absolutely. It is more data points.
0: So take it seriously. Yep. Best foot forward. Absolutely. Always. <laughs> Um, so now the article, so the, so we kind of went through this. So now under, that's understanding the expectations. That's how your yeah. performance is going to be measured and reviewed. So there's a few other uh, sort of tips here so you can master that, and that is um, why do performance reviews matter? So it used to be, I think, it was just um, for merit increases, you know, well, you know. Yeah,
1: typically, yeah, if you think I'm gonna historically. You a, yeah. yeah, I'm
0: going to give you a rating. That's going to yeah. lead to your yeah. increase. Uh, I don't have to talk to you again for another year, <laughs> and, yeah. and off we go. Um, but back to, you know, taking it seriously, um, these are all data points. This does still give information out um, if you're not meeting expectations, if you're not doing your job, um, if, you know, there are – you know, other things, maybe legal concerns mm-hmm. that are happening within the group. Whether you're the employer or the manager, these are just more data points about everything, and it will still be used. Yep. In those same manners. Absolutely. So, so it is still a very serious thing, and um, and and could have impact. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere. Um, one one of the quotes here, just to sort of hammer that home, is. When you want to be leaner, you want your A players. So although you it's continuous conversation, you know, you it's still for that manager, you know, giving them the ideas and hopefully with more conversations, offering up more development ideas and, mm-hmm. and coaching and things like that. But Yeah,
1: I think more continuous conversations lead to more A players mm-hmm. than just a few.
0: Well, yeah, there's more insight, there's more yeah. data points. I keep saying that but it is yeah. it's i because even as an employee so you you went through that obviously as an employee yeah. as well i feel like not only am i understanding my boss's expectations more and having that opportunity to to be creative and innovative around the things that we're doing because now we are talking and it's you mm-hmm. know exciting um but they also have more insight into me yeah as well and so if something comes up they might go you know what Hey Tammy might be a great candidate,
1: you right. know, for
0: this opportunity that's you know come yeah. up whether it's a project or a role or you know whatever it is, so. So I, it's uh. I think that you have to still have that same drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. But. Yeah. You know, now it's uh, just happening more frequently than annual. Um, now with all of this feedback, this is one thing that, um which Dep- either 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 type of process that you're part of Kim if you don't feel like you're getting enough feedback you need to say something you do have to ask for it if you're not getting it yeah and i probably <laughs> well it sounds like maybe you too but i definitely yeah. fell down during my early career years oh, in absolutely. the and the annual cycle yeah i was i think i was too scared maybe to ask was it scared or i just didn't know i could
1: um, I don't I don't think I knew I could. Mm-hmm. And if I did, did my ego get in the way to ask for it? Because maybe I didn't want to hear the
0: con- Oh, that could be. hmm
1: We all have egos We all have
0: egos. <laughs> we know that. Um so it talks about so, you know, and I think this is true. Um, with this whole continuous but, you know, even if you're on the annual and you ask for some, you know, more frequent feedback. Um, It says here, so again, we're back to the the gift, Kim. I hate that. (laughs) So I want to, just for a second, I want to, not on the gift comment, I hate that
1: comment. Um, And maybe it's my ego that's in the way of seeing it as a gift. As a gift. But, uh, so I left a company that had this continuous feedback. have gone to a company now that has like, you know, uh, defined ratings, so forth and so on. Oh, okay. But. What's interesting is like where I was at. People just got in the habit of asking, "Hey, any feedback from me? Any insights? Any yeah? Any continues? Any considers?" And not s- just from their boss, but from everybody. No, from everybody
0: it became right. part of the culture. It, it did a feedback culture.
1: And so now at my current employer, the folks that I work with, I've been asking. Okay, you know, I'm there about a hundred days now, and I'm like, okay, anything. Any insights for me? Anything I should start doing, stop doing? What are you seeing? And the reaction on their face when asking for the feedback is, they're like deer in the headlights. <laughs> I mean, they're like very surprised that I'm asking for feedback.
0: How, I mean, do they give it? Do you get any? Like any valuable? Uh,
1: no, I get like, uh, no, you, you, no, it's all going good. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a very nervous like... Uh, no, uh-uh, or uh no, well, uh no, if I think of anything I'll 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 come back to you.
0: You they're not thinking about it. They're not coming back.
1: No, I know that they're not. It's just kind of interesting. That That uh, is
0: interesting. That well it's probably so if you think back to your other organization when you made the change I mean, that is a big change. There's change management oh, yeah. that has to go along with yeah. that, that to get people to have those continuous conversations and and things like that so it's interesting that they got in the habit of wanting and giving feedback yeah you know very very millennial of them yeah um so it's funny that these other that your new organization is uncomfortable with it
1: yeah so the one one person i'm in the new company i've asked them enough times now when we finish their one-on-one they're they're saying, hey, anything for me, like any, anything I should start doing, stop doing.
0: Did they do it to be funny at first? Or do you no, think it's real? No, I think it's real. Yeah. Oh, they were like, oh, hey, that's a good, that's a yeah. good idea. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going yeah. to adopt that way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. And so do you give good feedback then? I don't know if it's good, but I, yeah. give... <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> No, I,
1: I try to give thoughtful feedback. That's what I meant, thoughtful. Yeah. yeah.
0: You don't just go, "Mm, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. No, this week you sucked. Last week you were
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think about like kind of what the week, either the last two weeks or that week, and try to give like a positive. And then if I see something to work on, then yeah, I give that like something to work on. Yeah. So, or thoughts on how to approach something differently.
0: Yeah. So feedback is a gift. I hate
1: that <laughs> expression. <laughs> it's uh, my ego. Uh
0: but, well I, I mean gift is maybe strong. This you know it, this particular article is saying that whatever kind of feedback you're getting um and whenever you're getting it you should uh approach it that you sh- that you're thankful for getting it. Yeah. And I know that you and I have talked about this. There are people in that I've worked with, where I know, regardless of what I do, they're going to uh, give me air quote constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. I know that they're not doing it so that I get better. I know that that's not their intent. Yeah. And so I think there's a little bit of weeding out sometimes evaluating the feedback um I think the hardest thing for humans though is to not be defensive yeah yep and so that's when you're getting maybe the constructive feedback when you're getting positive feedback I think it's also hard to accept it sometimes well obviously not everybody has a hard time accepting but I think a lot of people have a hard time even being complimented and receiving the positive feedback so I think in both situations remain calm and open-minded Yeah, and be appreciative of of it, and then you can decide what to do with that later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I, you know, when the expression, you know, hey, feedback is a gift, and you just stated, you know, you know, sometimes it's not coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. So, is it really a gift? That that's the objection I have with that stat statement. Because if you know that somebody, like your boss has an ax to grind with you, for example, or, or something. Yeah. For some reason it happens. Mm -hmm. Then is it really a gift? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the gift to say, Hey, go change, go, go get a different role. Yeah. So, but I still don't like that expression.
0: Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I think it's funny. Um, (laughs) Okay, what uh what else haven't we talked about with these um So kind of with that gift how uh, you know what whatever you're receiving again evaluate it yourself because you know where it's is yeah. it coming like as true feedback somebody who's truly right. trying to give you this feedback or or not but then take it and you know how can you we can all improve and that's some that's yeah. our ego getting yes. in the way sometimes where we're like what how to, how could they say that to me? Whatever. Yeah. And that's just our ego getting in the way, but we can all improve every day. Yep. Maybe we've done the same thing a hundred times. We could probably still come up with a better way of doing something. So I think, and to me, that's being just open, calm and open-minded.
1: Yeah. I think that's the key is to be open-minded, calm and open-minded and, and be self-reflective as you're getting the feedback, internalize it, think about not who's given it to you and why, what's the hidden message behind it. If there is, if it's being not given with good intent, but think about what the words are and, hey, is there some truth in that? Or even if if it's 100% done with good intent, think about and reflect like, okay, what can I do to do different? How can I be better? Yeah. So, yeah. Good. So Tammy, you think we've kind of exhausted it? Are you got any uh, obvious points to make? Should um, we state the obvious? Yeah.
0: Well, Kim, I have a gift for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and I still would take you out for lunch to tell you about it. <laughs> um, I think that's funny that you're opposed to that. Ooh, strongly opposed. And strongly opposed. I'm strongly opposed to sitting me down in a conference room and lecturing me. <laughs> but the 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 I think it it
1: so <laughs> it should be a two-way dialogue.
0: It's not a talk at Okay, yes, in theory. So either that's my um you've been scarred. I've been scarred. I I definitely oh yes. For sure I have. Um But yeah, Nothing can come from a conference room.
1: Wouldn't it be interesting just thinking about performance reviews and especially if it was the uh, uh, old school one, yeah. you know, with the ratings where employees got together and filled out a performance review on the manager and then sat down with the manager and talked at them about their review, kind of like how managers would talk at an employee yeah. about the review.
0: have Like have all the employees sit on one side of the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have the manager on the other side. We think you are a development need. Oh, my gosh. Well, 360s and things like that's a whole nother. Yeah, but those are anonymous and
1: I don't know. It's just thinking outside the box here for a second. Anyway, we got off.
0: Well, but you know what? Especially, well, either kind. But when you are having those conversations, as a manager... Like, why not ask for feedback about yourself?
1: Right. Yep. How am I doing?
0: You know, why does it have to be? I think because it was always called the employee review. Yeah, exactly. Where it's really.
1: Very hierarchical. Yeah. That's why I like the where I came from the the uh, the continuous review. Yeah. You gave constant review to everyone and anyone. It didn't matter the level of the company in the company. So I could have, you know, if I had an exchange with the CEO of the company, I could have given that person feedback.
0: I mean, I do like that. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about like giving the manager feedback. I'm also thinking like as a team, because these types of conversations are always one to one. And like I'm the only one who can impact my performance, but to some degree we are in a group project. Yeah. You know, for in school when you hate <laughs> those. Yeah. I mean, really in life we are in these continual group projects with, mm-hmm. you know, various people and there are those people who are the lazy ones and don't do anything. Yep. And then there's those other ones who are that need the A and they're going to pull us through. Um, so I was just thinking about what, what about like some sort of team type of, you know, conversations and feedback? Cause I don't think that happens. Yeah. Well, no. very often anyway. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not happening out there somewhere, but, um, that would be interesting too. Yeah. Well. So, let's state the obvious. Okay, let's do it. Kim, uh so, uh what was what was this called again? Let me let me look. Uh how to master performance reviews. How to master performance reviews. Okay, so here's I think uh what we discussed. Understand the expectations, no matter what kind of review cycle you're in, understand how you're being measured and what that process looks like. And again, regardless of the kind, track your achievements. So, like you have to uh, self-promote. You have to yeah. proactively kind of track all of those different things because if you can't look back over the year and remember everything that happened, or even the month and remember what happened, neither can your manager. Yeah. So uh, do that. Um, when you're having these uh, discussions, whether about your reviews or the feedback, share you you know like share your ideas. It doesn't have to be just A one way: Yes, you did this. No, you didn't do this. That kind of thing. Right. Participate. Like you said, two way conversation. Participate in that conversation. Um, When you're receiving feedback of any kind from anybody, um, I use the words be calm and open minded. And I I can think of myself. You know, you go into various meetings or you go in to meet with somebody, and you just you have an idea of what's going to happen. And it makes you angry before it happens. Yep. Take a deep breath. Be calm. It's going to be okay. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You can get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Probably not in that particular uh, meeting when you're getting the feedback. You asked what's the worst thing. It it could. You could get fired. Um, But take a deep breath. It's. I mean, they're going to say something to you and you're going to want to be mad. Don't do it. Be calm, be open-minded. And also same thing. If they say something nice about you, don't try to downplay it. Be calm, be open-minded and accept that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember, um, in these conversations, you can always improve. Every human can improve. So it's okay to look for those opportunities to improve. It's okay to hear from somebody else that they have ideas of how you can improve. Um, and I threw in the thing that you were talking about ask for feedback. Make it be that change agent. Make mm-hmm. your culture a, a culture of feedback and ask for feedback. The more you do it, the easier it gets to hear.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: That's true. Did I get it? Did I cover it? I think you hit it. All right.
1: So that wraps up this episode. Thanks to our listeners. Thank you to our active military and our veterans for your service. And please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.